Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. With Walker and Roush. We are two wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. August 6, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. It is media day, Nick Roush. Kentucky Football Media Day, a beautiful Friday morning in Lexington. I feel am, am I really echoey? No, you 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 not really. Not okay. I I could I could think why you would think that. I think the closer you're going to talk to the mic, the better off you're going to be. All right. All right, I'll stick to that, but it's it really is beautiful here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, great drive in this morning bright and early. Our first chance to Talk to the team at large in person, and God, I can't even. I, I guess it would have been after the Belk Bowl, or no? We probably I, I, no. You know what it was? It, it was the Joey Finstall. This is the first time since that spring where I asked the infamous Joey Finstall question. And man, it's going to be good to be back. I, I I don't have my sleeves rolled up for another dumb question, but folks, we got a couple hours to kill. Let, let's think of some dumb questions. Oh, I'm sure you'll come up with something, buddy. No. <laughs> Hey, that's what I'm best at. That's Where are you at, at in Lexington? I'm at the uh, KS office right now. We have a sponsor, but I'm not going to plug it because I'm not on official. Yeah, we have our office sponsor now. Oh, Pretty nice, right? Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, all right, well, good stuff. <laughs> Justin, how are you doing? I am here. I am a little tired, but it's Friday. We'll get through it. I wanted to be kind of tired in that i wanted to stay up and watch the women's beach volleyball final watched a lot of april ross and alex climbing but it was like i'm getting up at 5 30 5 o'clock whatever it is i can't i can't do this so i fell asleep in the middle of that match justin that's probably what kept you up late was watching watching the beach volleyball right yeah i watched a pretty good chunk of that yeah uh, well, I, I know that i finished it but who so did, did we win we did yep spoilies I, I I was going to be like, oh, well, maybe I'll, I'll end up just watching it later, knowing what happens. But yeah, we won. Woohoo! Suck it, Australia. Yeah, suck it. Well, we got uh, exciting basketball action tonight, which starts at ten thirty. Not too late. Something that I even think is is manageable. So got that tonight. I'm sure there'll be more Olympics all day, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's just going to be your UK football media coverage. All your favorite journalists will be there. They'll be tweeting out ah. the same things, and that should be a lot of fun. Fan day tomorrow. A lot to get pumped up about on this Friday. And uh, from what I've been hearing, too, uh, so practice tomorrow, it starts at 11 a.m. at Kroger Field. It's all free, so if you if you're thinking about going – it's uh, you know nice little just wake up, grab a cup of coffee, hit the road to Lexington KY, park in the green lot. They're not doing autographs this year, but they're going to give out signed posters by the coaches, the players. They're, they, they've signed some footballs, some mini footballs they're going to throw in the stands afterwards. But we're going to get to see a practice. And from what I've heard, Terry, it's, they're still going to be installing a lot of the offense. So 
I don't think we're going to be seeing trick plays necessarily. And they're also going to be just in helmets only. It's a stupid. It's the dumbest rule. I don't know who decided that was the football czar that decided 30 years ago, we need to go helmets only for two days and then helmets and shoulder pads only for two days before we go full pads. There should never be a helmets only football practice. You can't. You just can't get anything done without shoulder pads. Like it, it just it's it's not even the same sport. But I digress. I just heard that they're not going to be, uh, you know, stopping what they would normally do as far as offensive stuff just because the fans are going to be there. So they're not so doing yeah, that. They're watch them throw it around the yard. Good. Yeah, they're they're yeah. going to be throwing it around the yard. Yeah. That's 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 what we want to hear. That's what we want to see. I do have a take. Probably wait till the second segment to get into it, but just so we don't remember it, uh, I have maybe a, a slightly like negative take for a Friday, which isn't fun. But we'll we'll need to to get to that a little bit later on the show. It's Jalen Duran Day. He'll be committing. Seems like the winds are all but blowing to Memphis at this point. Uh, at this point, it'd be funny if he went really anywhere else just so Memphis would get their hopes up. But that seems to be the destination, Roush. More and more people pointing Jalen Duran to the University of Memphis to play for Penny Hardaway. Ah, the stick si- and Penny. At least the, we were on it first, right? The, 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 the six-hour ceremony starts tonight. Yes, uh, 6 a.m. We'll find out when Team USA finishes their basketball game. Yeah, th- those should be concluding around the the, the same time. So that's a, a bit of a bummer. We've kind of talked about that all week. Uh, from football recruiting, more somewhat negative news. Uh, Ryan Bear commits to Pittsburgh. Seemed like he wasn't going to end up at Kentucky for a couple weeks now seemed like an impressionable kid where he'd go visit a place and that school would jump to the top of their leaderboard. Pittsburgh ends up getting him. Uh, Love those recruitments too, Terry. <laughs> those yeah. are my favorite. Because like, I mean, let's be honest, if I was a 17-year-old kid, the most recent would be my favorite as well. I agree. Like, it, it, you're probably, if you go on a visit, whether official or unofficial, but especially an official visit, but if you're not like wooed, then that place kind of stinks. Like, it's a college campus and you're 17 <laughs> years old. They better be able to wow you. Because at 17, Roush, it's not hard to wow. I even thought Center was cool after going there for a, a weekend. Like, Center is not right, cool. Well, let's let's like, slow it's, down it, it, on that. It's basically Trinity High School's campus. It's tiny. Now, we had a good time, but, like, come on. It's Center. No offense, <laughs> Dan Villians. I don't know if it's on my end or your end, but you're breaking up just a little bit, Roush. But uh, oh, sorry about uh, that. I'll, I'll I'll work on it. Justin's generally the tiebreaker for who's breaking up with with who in this cir- in this circumstance. I've got no breakup with Nick. Nice. All right, that that makes me happy. Um, that's good to hear. All right, so got that commitment, Roush, but. Probably not a big deal mm-hmm. with how the offensive line is up to this point, but there's no denying that UK football recruiting has slowed down a, a good bit. Uh, well, I think, one, I would say that, I mean, it's only been, what, a week since Jordan Anthony committed. So, um, <laughs> But this is the dead period. August starts, things slow down. Um, but Adrian Griffin, who uh, I actually interviewed right after he got offered here at UK, he's going to be deciding soon. He's 23, so he's a year away. But he's committing either next week or the week after. Kentucky's in a good spot there, so th- th- you could get some good news on that end. But it's August. This is the time where no kids can be allowed on campus until the season starts. Uh, they can only visit 
for game weekends at that point. So uh, things are going to slow down, uh, relatively speaking. But on Ryan Bear's end, uh, Vince Merrow's goal I don't know if he'll say this. He'll probably say it publicly, but his goal is to get the best offensive line recruiting class in America in this class. They need to, they need the numbers, so they're going to go big. They're going to go all in. And Bear was one of those guys they went all in on. And the thing is, they can still reach that goal because there's two other fish that are still out there, big fish from the state of Ohio that Kentucky's in a good spot with. And the one in particular, so Tegra Shabola, that's the one that's been like a under-the-radar recruitment where Ohio State, they threaten not to, like, you can't visit Kentucky. If you do, you can't come to Ohio State. If he gets on campus for a game this fall, like, I could see him showing up for Florida and then committing like three days later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emil Wagner, who uh, I've, every time I say his name on this show, it's 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 in my contract that I have to say he's Ahmad Wagner's little brother. But – all joking aside, it was one of those – he's one of those kids that when Ohio State offered, he wasn't just like, all right, I've got to go to Ohio State now because I'm from Ohio, and that's how things work. In fact, they've taken some commitments to where he – you can almost scratch them off the list. And Whoa. it's it's kind of now between Kentucky and Notre Dame. That's the general consensus, and it feels like Kentucky's in a pretty good spot there. So that's – that's going to take a little bit longer to develop. Uh, he's probably going to wait until later on in the season to make a decision. But if you do what you're supposed to do and that offensive line keeps smashing people in the face, you get one of those two and you've got three top 300 offensive linemen in your class and then a legacy recruit, Nick Hall. It's pretty good. Pretty pretty good. So I, I think Kentucky is still on par to uh, – to, to be in a position where they can say we've got the best offensive line class in America. But I, I did think that uh, what somebody – somebody just tweeted me, and it sounds like – like this is my favorite kind of take on recruiting, but I also like I can see like, – yeah, okay, I buy that. Do you remember when Ron Bear was on his official visit and Keontae Goodwin was there, TJ? Do you remember that picture? I don't know if I do specifically. I do remember his official visit. Don't know if I remember the picture. So Keontae came up while Bear was in town. They took a picture together, and Bear is listed as 6'8", 330. And he looks small next to Keontae. And somebody said, you know what? I think he saw the big blue wall, saw what he, he was competing against against Keontae, and said he wanted none of that. And you know what? I can kind of buy it. <laughs> I really can. So uh, the way that Pitt, uh, at Pitt, he's the highest-ranked offensive line recruit they've had under Narduzzi, I'm sure that, that had a lot to do with it. So... Uh, you know, some folks, they, they love the, let's just get around the best guys ever. Some just want to be the guy. And I'm looking at you, Jalen Duran. So maybe that was the case, too, for, for Ryan Bear. Uh, that's, 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 probably, that's probably the case. But, yeah, you, you, it, you're right that they got a commitment last week. But you got to remember, I forgot about that when it even happened. So clearly that's going to exit my mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it did seem like Kentucky, and that's what recruiting does. It kind of comes in ebbs and flows. But Kentucky was rocking and rolling. I, I think, you know, the class got up, and it doesn't really matter that early on in the process. But uh, close to a top 10 class inside the top 20, however high they however high they got, they were looking really strong, and it just kind of hit a little bit of a wall where a few targets kind of went elsewhere and the other targets you just kind of had to to wait on. I think most Kentucky fans have kind of turned their attention to Dane Key 
one way or another, mm-hmm. and that will be like the remaining big time recruit on how a lot of UK fans will probably judge this class from a average fan perspective obviously the insiders are going to be able to break it down a lot more i think the average fan right now likes what kentucky has is excited that the offensive line class continues to be strong and this one looks just as strong as any other one but you kind of want some big names and one of the big names you 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 want the most is is dane key and that's the one that uh, i think most people have kind of turned their attention to yeah, yeah, and it'll be a while before we hear anything on that front. And uh, until then, though, there, there's, there's, we get to get to the real football talk because today Stoops is taking the podium at 10 a.m., followed by Liam Cohen and Brad White, and then we get a free-for-all of sorts on the field. And, TJ, I know you've, you've done UK football media day before. It's going to be a little bit different where we're still going to get to bounce around and talk to players but they're doing the nfl format where they're behind uh, a guardrail essentially like six feet away so it'll be a little bit different and to prepare for that i went on a mission yesterday to find selfie sticks oh boy yes a selfie stick which those were very popular for a while not popular anymore. People figured out like your arm is just as good as a selfie stick. That's what I was gonna say, Nick. You have long arms. Your arm is a selfie stick. Yeah, but he holds his camera like a total dingus. So I think he loses some length when he holds his camera like that. Yeah, this is true. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think. Like, yeah, twist you both your arms just so you can like have a straight whatever you do with your camera. Yeah, uh, but just right. Yeah. Use your arm. Well, so what I'm doing with these, it gives me an extra three feet. So it gets you nice and close up there. Uh, Of the places I tried, of course, the technology place, Best Buy. They're like, that was yesterday's news. But you know what has yesterday's news? Walmart. Shout out to Walmart. Now I get to use, I've never used a selfie stick before. So first time for everything. So Best Buy pointed you to Walmart and Walmart actually had it. Is that that's what that's what went down? Sorry, there. My computer froze for a second. That's that. Yeah, yeah. I got a selfie stick for today. That was the extent of my prep. So I need help thinking of questions. Ooh, I'm, I am going to be talking to some some freshmen, like uh, yeah, what and some not freshmen. Uh, Christian Lewis. Tell him that he's going to be the best receiver soon. Okay, I'll tell him that. Um, who else am I talking to today? I got I've got a list, TJ. There's just so much prep. I, I'm very excited. I, the thing I'm not looking forward to, though, is we're going to get – I don't remember if we talked about it on here or not, but we're going to get all of the COVID vaccine questions. It's 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 going to be – it's going to be exhausting. Did, I wonder, the Stoops get asked about the assistance on staff and, and which reporter asked that question? Oh, Don Hale is definitely going to be asking about the vaccination rates now versus two weeks ago. Because when your star player says the other day, you know what? I feel like I'm signing my life away, but hey, doing it for the team. Nobody made me. Let's, I don't want to miss any game. So let's do this. I think between that and did, did you see the NCAA COVID protocols that they released? I did. Yes. It's, it's, 
without getting into the details because they're boring, but it's almost like the NFL where if you don't have a vaccine, your just life sucks so much more. You got to get tested every day. You got to wear masks and stuff. I think the the pain of all the hoops you have to jump through without getting a vaccine is going to push a lot of these kids to to get the shot before the season starts. If they if they don't have it now, after a week of being getting there early to get tested, I think they're finally going to be like, all right, let's uh, let's just go ahead and get this shot in our arm. Which is obviously what they're doing, just trying to make life miserable for 18-year-olds that are naturally going to be fine against COVID without having to give a vaccine. But instead, they're going to make their lives miserable and basically kind of force their hand, which I'm sure a lot of people aren't going to be thrilled about. But I, it's a, it's a, it's a tough spot. Uh, that's actually kind of what my take is on. So how about we take a little bit of an early break? We'll come back. Okay. We'll get into that. More media day. A lot of text overnight into the show. A lot of good ones as well. And do before we go, I, I've got to remind you, we gave away the tickets yesterday. But if you are a fan of live music, the waterfront this weekend is going to be the place to be. That's right. Nelly on Friday night, tonight. What what better way to kick off your weekend than going down yeah. and seeing Nelly Perfect. with special guest Blanco Brown live on the lawn at the Waterfront Park. You can go to Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. Tomorrow night, it's Shine Down with Pop Evil on the lawn at the Waterfront, live on the lawn at the Waterfront. Again, Ticketmasters.com. You're not going to want to miss either show. Live music, it's back. It's glorious. And there's no better backdrop than the Ohio River to listen to some of your favorite musical artists. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. I've got I've, I've got some concerns. I've got some concerns. So we'll come back. Ooh. We'll talk about those. A lot of texts. It's media day. A lot to look forward to. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kaler. Rosanna's down in Texarkana Wanted me to push her breath Sweet Eileen Got out the man and Allison's in Garrison somehow lost her sanity and Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Why don't you get a job for Coley? What for? You need money. <laughs> All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. <laughs> Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, Friday edition of the show. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Hope everybody's having a great start to their morning. Going to get a little toastier this weekend than we had this week, but uh, again, I won't won't complain too much. It's August. It's supposed to be hot, and cooler weather is on the way. More importantly, football is on the way. Nick Roush is in Lexington to cover UK football media day. We wanted to try to do the show from Kroger Field with uh, the pandemic and whatnot. I think next year going to be more likely to, to do that. Normally they let people come on the show with us and it makes for a a fun, fun Friday, but we'll we'll get back to more normal next year. Roush, we did have football last night. Did you watch the Hall of Fame game? Uh, I watched the entire first half, uh, clipped in for the Cats, and uh, enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. It was sad that Benny Snell couldn't play. Still don't know the extent of his injury or what he even injured. 
because he was he was out of practice Monday and Mike Tomlin, the mum was the word. So I, I don't really know what the deal with Benny is, but hope he gets well because that's a very competitive running back room uh, looking for that that second spot behind Najee Harris because they, they, they're giving the Alabama back the, the green light to be their first teamer. So really hope Benny gets back quickly. But I, I, I was excited to watch a lot of uh, our buddy Kelvin Joseph, boss man fat, and Quentin Bohanna. Bohanna, despite being a fifth-round pick, he got a lot of a lot of reps in in that, that first half. You know, I, I don't recall the first series. I lost my remote, so it was a little – I think I was behind, so I don't know if he played in that first one. But he played in almost every series, at least a few snaps here and there. Made some nice plays downfield. It's, it's really hard to tell with some of those guys. Like the Steelers, they're just throwing the ball all the time, and they're trying to get out of his hands quick. So his job is to eat two blockers. You can't really tell how good of a job he's doing. But, man, he made a really nice hit downfield that I was like, all right, I got to record this because this was this was pretty great. And uh, he did did what decent in the run game. So happy to see Bohanna, a guy who you could see having – it's almost like his position is kind of like the back-to-the-basket big. They don't – they don't like the jumbo nose guards how they used to. You know, he would have been a second round pick eight years ago, but instead he falls to the fifth round. Was worried how he might fit in in Dallas, but man, he he looked good in that debut. So very happy to see Q playing well in the Hall of Fame game. That is cool. Good good to hear. Uh, I only was able to watch bits and pieces of the first half, probably a combined 20 minutes or so, but uh, it was just good to see football back on the TV. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I wasn't going to get so pumped up for uh, a, a completely and totally meaningless preseason game, but it is, it, 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 it's another reminder that we're close. It's getting here, and uh, mm-hmm. just, just good. The Hall of Fame game is a cool backdrop, too. You know, it, It's almost like they're playing on a – high school field but but not you know what i mean like it just it doesn't it's just it's nice it's like oh they're bringing all the old guys back peyton manning goes to the booth and peyton manning i know that guy is like a gazillionaire and he made a bunch of money playing he had his papa john's and his budweiser dude you gotta be in the booth like he is so good at talking on television and he's made for it We, we need to get peyton in a booth yeah well he he's going to be on monday night football yeah, but it's not in a booth. Like it's ESPN Plus. It's yeah. Who cares? He's, he's, I mean, he's gonna be talking football. Who? What's what's the difference? The difference is, is I'm not going to like when I come home Monday nights. I'm kind of tired. I'm not gonna go through the hoops of getting on ESPN Plus and just no. Like be a regular broadcaster, Peyton. Come on. The well, hoops. Nick, what do you what do you mean the hoops? You go Nick. to your smart TV. No. You go to ESPN. It's right there. It takes two seconds. No, just as fast and, as turning on the cable. Yeah, not mine. Nick, it's actually no, no, on no. ES. They'll be on ESPN too, buddy. So you don't have to have any hoops to jump through. He's just. I'm pretty sure that. I mean, they, for something to complain. Mm-hmm. He's just looking for something to complain about. ESPN two, yeah, ESPN it's plus, just, it's the same thing. No, 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 it's not. ESPN plus, I have to get on the app. Whereas ESPN two, you just change the channel. No, my point is, just do a regular bro. Like I, I don't. I get that Peyton can kind of do whatever the hell he wants because he can just tell them and they're like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Manning, we'll do whatever you ask of us. But like, it would just, it would just be nice to have him on Sunday night football or something. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's good enough for that. Just make him an A broadcaster like Troy Aikman is now. 10 Monday night games, Peyton and Eli Manning on ESPN two. 
It's, it yeah. is on two? Yeah. Hmm. I told sounds, you that. Sounds like somebody needs to I suck think, it. Well, when they were pimping it out last night in the broadcast, he said ESPN Plus. So Peyton may be doing a better job uh, telling them what, what what you're actually doing. You're thinking so of the show they Peyton's did in fault, fe- not my fault. You're thinking of the show they did back in February of 2020 where they had ESP they had a little Peyton Manning breakdown show on ESPN Plus. But the 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 broadcast with his brother, that will be on ESPN two. It's just not going to be every Monday night game. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I, in in the Peyton's places where he like interviewed people, I saw one with the, the whenever uh, the pandemic, they were running out of things to air. They were like, all right, we'll just throw some of these on ABC because we, we need to fill some time. Those were good. I enjoyed those. So I'm definitely going to enjoy Peyton on ESPN too. Just there you go. Tell me to suck it. Suck it. No, he'll be great. And you're spot on that. Like we just need that dude talking football. It's fun to hear. There, there's a little bit of like the Tony Romo ness to it that like he's played against a lot of these guys. He knows their tendencies. He knows what they're going to try to do, what they won't try to do. And there's just really nobody. There's kind of that perfect blend of a quarterback knows so much because he's got to know about offenses and he's got to know about defenses but then when it kind of clicks with them and they can be personable and deliver it to the masses in a broadcasting sense it's the perfect storm tony romo is like a super probably richer than he ever thought he'd be once he decided to hang up his cleats (laughs) because he was really good at that paid manning i'm sure not hurt for money he could do the same and i think this monday night thing with them is just going to be like the, the ratings for that are going to embarrass the regular ratings so much so they're gonna have to figure something else out well and there's no doubt because the monday night broadcasting crew is absolutely horrible peyton and eli together they're gonna clown on each other they're gonna have fun with it i'm really excited to watch them on espn too to be honest yeah and i i like steve levy but he just him and Brian Greasy are just too dry for my liking. Lewis Riddick's pretty good, too. Substance-wise, they're fine, but they just don't sound great. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be very awkward whenever they're getting better ratings, which, speaking of, today is the annual day for ESPN 8, the Ocho, on ESPN 2. So we're going to have, throughout the day, the best of disc golf in the Tetris Championship competing against the Olympics, which are the real-life ESPN 8, the Ocho, which will do better. Bum, bum, bum. Well, I wish they'd do this after the Olympics were over. We're going to have, you know, we're going to have, what, three weeks where it's just, like, nothing on the TV ever? It's baseball. You'll get yeah, some preseason oh games here and there for football, but those will be at night. Like, do the Ocho days when we got nothing Tomorrow, else. The Olympics right, at least is something. Yeah. Yeah. Like right after the closing ceremonies, which nobody ever watches closing ceremonies, right? The only cool part is like when they pass the torch over to pair, when they'll like, you'll get a bunch of French people. They'll probably be dressed as like painters or something Ooh, like that. Or, mime, or mimes. Yeah. They'll, they'll be mimes and like, they'll actually like not take the torch because it's pandemic, but they'll act like they take it. Perfect people to do that, <laughs> to do that, <laughs> to do that skit. <laughs> That's the only part I really like about that. And then I think, like, if I'm not mistaken, I think, like, America will be part of it as well because we're hosted in 2028. So, like, we won't get Correct. the torch, but I think we get to, like, stand off in the distance and be like, ha-ha, we get it next after the wee-wee, the Frenchmen get it. So, uh, no, I, I. but to answer your question, no, I, I still don't watch it. 
No, I, I don't think I've ever watched it once. That's the only cool part to no, it. But I yeah, didn't even know that that part was in it until you said something. It's the very end. Yeah. Uh, the the they, I remember when they passed it off to Rio in London. It was just a bunch of uh, Brazilians like banging on drums, and these British people were like, "Oh, where do I put this?" Like they didn't even know where to put the torch because the, the Brazilians <laughs> were just jamming out so much. But yeah, the closing ceremonies. Nobody nobody really watches it. Uh, nobody. Just want more golds. USA tonight, and then Justin. I didn't know this. Uh, it, well, I, I don't. I don't know this is 100% true, but my friend, who I do trust, told me it. United States will have to beat Japan twice in baseball to win gold. Oh, I hadn't heard that either. Well, hmm. maybe if you can, if you have it, if I pull up anything here, my internet will act goofy. So maybe if you can confirm that, but uh, that'd probably be a tall task to have to beat the home country twice in their favorite sport, I would, I would assume. Baseball is Japan's favorite sport. Uh, probably, um, that or sumo, right? Sumo is a big deal, isn't it? Uh, it is. Yeah, it is. I, I, I would imagine more kids probably growing up playing baseball in Japan than maybe start practicing for sumo, but well, I don't uh, know. Childhood enough. obesity is a pandemic. It, I, I, right I, I, I don't know enough about the, uh, don't know enough about Japanese culture to confirm that one way or another, but it'll be a si- exciting conclusion to the Olympics. Roush again, only a few days left, but a lot of big events still up for grabs. And obviously, everybody knows I'm pretty pumped up for the basketball. So we've got that right. to look forward to. The baseball should be cool. See if the Americans can pull up an upset. Yeah, it would just like you said though. We should have just had the Ocho on Monday. Mm-hmm. It had been the perfect come down from a of just turn on NBC in the middle of the day and there's sports happening. Even though there's sports you don't really care about that much, it's still sports. Same thing with the Ocho. Need that Need that to happen later. Yeah, missed opportunity for somebody there. You don't have to miss your opportunity for a delicious Mexican meal. Hit up Salsaritas this weekend. You're going somewhere. You're going to that party. You've got that thing planned. you got to go meet up with the, the family. Bring Salsaritas. That's a good way to make people happy. It's cheap. It's easy. You could do it all online on the app. No party is too big for Salsaritas catering. No event is too small. Even if you just have eight people together, you're going to watch Team USA tonight. You can get their chips and dip package. Their three amigos, which comes with just ginormous tubs of queso. Their hot salsa that is too hot for Justin and their guacamole. It's a great deal. It's incredibly cheap. And then you get the wildly addictive chips to come with it. Whatever you decide is the best package for your party, Salsaritas is going to be able to handle it. Give them a call at 502-893-5323. But just remember, you can do it all online on the app. And then when you go to the store, the catering will be ready for you. I've done it before. We had a catering order. It was really expensive. It was a huge catering order. It was all right there. The issue was, Roush, it was way too much for me to carry by myself. What do they do? They have two staff members help bring it out to my car, open my car door for me, put it in there. The staff is amazing. They make it super easy. You couldn't ask for anything more from a catering experience than Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville. Middletown has a drive-thru and St. Matthew's. If you can't cater or you don't need catering weekend, maybe it's down the road. That's fine. Hit them up for lunch or dinner. You won't be sorry. All right, Roush, I kind of want to get into okay. Let's get a little into bit of my, your take. my negative my negative take. Okay. Quickly, TJ, before you do that, okay. I'm only seeing USA and Japan playing once. So 
Well, for what it's worth, necessary, but, though, right? but it would only be once if a, Japan wins. No, I don't think it's a double elimination tournament. I just don't. It's it's not. It's a single elimination. So they should only play once. And for what it's worth, third time that Japan and U.S. have played in a gold medal game, Japan took it in 84, U.S. took it in 88. Wow. Ooh, rubber match. 20 years in the making. 33 years in the making. So the only United States loss was a 7-6 to six loss to Japan in extra innings on Monday. Wow. So I'm also I'm reading an article right now because now I just want to stick it to my friend for being wrong again. God, but man. I'm, I'm, suck it, Gus. I'm also not seeing it. The United States just had to come out of the loser's bracket. Yeah. Sounds like your friend is the real loser here. Uh, that, there's no Gus. There's no denying that it wasn't actually Gus this time, unfortunately. No, 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 but no, no, no. Every time you have a friend who's an idiot, it's just Gus. Yeah. Okay. That's that's fine. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a knockout stage like the World Cup, so there wouldn't be a double elimination type scenario. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Like, I, you know, I thought it was weird. But coming out of the loser's bracket, I could understand why you think, like, all right, well, the loser bracket team's going to have to beat the winning bracket team twice. But this article I'm reading from the New York Times, ever heard of it, doesn't mention – doesn't mention having to win mm, twice. So, uh, all right, I, I'll just take it. It's just going to be a winner go home game for the nope, United nope. States. Nope, your friend's right. Here it is. Oh, oh, the knockout stage is double elimination, yeah. so the U.S. moved to the loser's bracket. So there you go. There you have it. Wait, but that, that sentence doesn't make sense. Well, they got when they lost to Japan in extra innings the first time, that sent them to the loser's bracket. Yeah, I said, yes, I, I said yeah. that. But where are you seeing where it says United States will have to defeat Japan twice? You see that in writing. It doesn't say that, but I mean, it's implied. The knockout stage yeah. is double elimination. Japan hasn't lost. I'm more confused than ever. <laughs> <laughs> more confused than ever. Somebody will help us out. All right. Uh, let me get to uh, Roush. I'm I'm just I'll, I'm just worried about the surge, and I'm worried what it's going to mean for sports this fall. Just and I know we already I, I, yeah yeah, and I and I know we already talked about the NCAA's guidelines and their rules and how they're gonna if you're vaccinated, hey, things are gonna be good. The only way that you're gonna get tested is if you're part of like a close contact tracing and all that stuff. If you're not vaccinated. Things are going to be difficult for you. That's fine. I, I know the NCAA did their guideline, but the NFL yesterday said that they're incredibly concerned. They're gonna they're gonna have to start doing all this testing. I'm I'm just worried that we're at the beginning of this trickle down, which could lead to not full capacity at the games. Uh, you all not being able to be in person to do interviews. I'm worried about where this is heading. And maybe I'm just a little snake bit from the first go around about how everything kind of went downhill so quickly. But you, you, you're hearing states, the most cases since January, the most cases since February. And I just, I, I don't know. I, there's a, I need you to talk me down that this isn't going to be a snowball effect that we're going to start getting limited capacities, uh, I don't know. I'm I'm officially worried. So first, I would say that yes, I can understand why you're worried because it just it felt like there for a month or two. COVID, you could you could effectively 
ignored in the news it, because it wasn't just everyday regular thing like it had kind of not necessarily been put completely off the stove but it was definitely on the back burner and now we've reached a point where you're getting more and more cases so like i i do understand especially playing in the sec where you had it's as bad in the southeastern conference as anywhere but I think really the only thing that I'm genuinely concerned about being taken away is full capacity stadiums. Because I think for the most part, we have given individuals, you know, every option. Like you, you can go get vaccinated. So if you get COVID and you're sick, it's, it's, it's personal responsibility now. Like it's, it's kind of on you if you're going to go get yourself killed. Like, you, we know what's going on. Early on in the pandemic, there was so much uncertainty. There was so little knowledge that it was just like, all right, well, we've got to just stop everything and figure out what the hell's going on and then go from there. I don't think we're we're going to to do that because we do we, we know a lot more. I mean, things are obviously going to change slightly here and there, but we know much more now. We have st- – treatments to a, a, an extent we we have multiple different kinds of vaccines that are fda approved so i don't think that the world is going to shut down i don't think we're going to have to dramatically change our lives the only thing i worry about is are these stadiums where ha, how much responsibility does the school feel if somebody attends a game gets COVID and dies like, are they going to make people like, I, I just don't know what I think they want to do. They're willing to do a lot of things to get these stadiums full. But how, how much are they going to ask of fans to make that happen? Yeah. That, that's the, the ultimate question. Like, are they, are they going to make people wear masks outside? Are you going to have to fill out like, like what's going to have to happen to, to still get butts in all 60,000 seats at Kroger Field? So we're already at a point where I think you're just naturally going to have some folks that are going to stay home fewer than last year, but still you're just going to have some folks that are going to say, I I don't feel comfortable with it. I'm not, I'm not going to go on top of that. If you add that at Kroger field, you have to show a pass to, to get in that you're vaccinated. If you do have to wear a mask, which I'm not saying these things are going to happen. I'm just using them as hypotheticals. Kentucky won't have a game above 80% capacity. And that, and that may be generous. It may be closer to 75 or 60. Like that's, I disagree I, that yeah. if they make you show a vax pass to get into the stadium, I you're wrong to disagree that that's just, you're not going to have 70. Well, I guess what? 64,000 UK fans. And then they, they want to go see Kentucky play Florida. They're yeah. vaccinated. No, I think we can find them. I mean, yeah. you, you'll probably get fake. You'll probably get people that will try to fake it or whatnot, but yeah, there, there's absolutely no chance uh, that that would mm-hmm. be a full house if that were the case. So, so don't do it. Don't, don't do it. I hope they don't do it. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think that's going to be the answer. People are, you can get fake ones. We saw what they were doing in Lollapalooza. They weren't even checking them. It was all just for, for show to make people feel a little bit, bit better. If you make people wear masks in the state, in the stands, people may be more willing to at least just like lie and have a mask on when they go through the gate. But I still think you'll keep people away. Uh, you're going to have a t- you're going to have people away just in general. So I, I think they need to be more flexible to allow people to come in than put in more restrictions because then you're just going to, to hurt capacity. Here's the tweet from the NFL that worried me a little bit. Abundantly clear from this memo obtained by Cleveland.com, 
that NFLPA is very concerned about the Delta transmission inside clubs week one, asking the NFL for daily testing all vaxxed and unvaxxed players, tier one and tier two staff, so basically all staff members as well, for people that are vaccinated. And that's from the NFL Players Association. Like, you would think that they would be the ones on the players. There's a lot of NFL players, obviously, that don't want to get vaccinated, don't feel comfortable getting vaccinated, whatever their reasons and rationale are. But this is their basically their group saying, yeah, we don't agree with you all. So uh, if, if the NFL is doing that, where they're testing people all the time, Roush, I feel like there's going to be this push for colleges. We know the journalists are going to be quick to, to, to ask for it. If that's where the NFL's leaning – then college is going to feel the squeeze to have to do the same, if not more. Well, if these are professionals, then we we must protect the kids. So I'm just, yeah, I'm, just I'm worried I'm about where this is going to head. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, but, not, I'm but, not in that sense. Like, yeah, but you haven't really said anything to ease any concerns besides the fact that like you think I just it doesn't matter. I, I don't know. I just I, I just don't like the tone, TJ, because I don't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? It just it, the 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 tone has a very downer, and I'm not trying to be a downer. And this isn't me just being an eternally optimistic person. Like I, I just I don't know. I, part of me is I I don't understand the. Um, I get it, my body, my choice, whatever. There's just so much damn apprehension about a vaccine. When this time last year we would have jumped through all sorts of hoops to make it happen. Well, I just don't get it. Except for so, except for Democrats who said they wouldn't take Trump's vaccine. Well, I, those, those people are idiots too. So the yeah, so, but like, the, it's a very small pop percentage the, of the population. The, the, the vice president, dumb person. Who said that? Kamala, Kamala Harris, Harris said she, that. Did she get the? Yeah, and then she got the vaccine. Yeah, like, right. But and she's playing politics. So you can't, you can't blame the average saying, American for I, playing I, politics. Can if, I just can I just say that vice, I hate all of this right now? Like, I can't, I can't believe that we're still in a world where like. Kirk, just all of the vaccine politicalness is just so damn annoying and so exhausting. I don't understand it. I get that people are anti-medicine. I don't. But like, I just. I don't. I don't understand. It, it wears yeah. me out. No, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'd much rather be being goofy and having fun and talking about. And we'll do all that because we have a text line that's full of it. But I'm legit. We are three weeks away from the season, or three weeks away from college football starting. I I I can I just feel like I can see kind of where this is heading. You're already getting a lot of universities saying, "Hey, you got to wear a mask whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated." That's fine. Universities can make their own policies, but I just think it's a matter of time before we have schools that have an outbreak, quote unquote, and they go to in-person learning. Then you have in-person learning. I just worry that you're going to have football teams say, "Is it really smart for us to have fans in the stands if we're not having people in the classroom?" We'll be right back Back to where we were at the start of last season i just i hope the numbers start to improve i'm worried about where we're heading with all this stuff so i would say tj that my the reason why i'm a little more confident is that college football even even though it started later they were always a little bit more lax on all of their rules like they, they had fans in the stands in college football before they did the nfl you know like i in the NFL, there's also a lot less people, so they can be a little bit more stringent uh, in in some of their restrictions and how they contact, all, all that sort of stuff. So I, I think in general, the way that Sankey handled it last year, 
the precedent he set gives me confidence that he's not going to be quick to hit the panic button and kick people out of stadiums and make players do a bunch of other COVID junk that they don't necessarily need to do. Yeah. And, and I don't think, and you are right. And if it wasn't for Sankey and the SEC last year, we probably don't have college football in any capacity. Maybe we have a spring league. Who knows how that would have looked. Uh, there are some things to get excited about that. And there are some things that, that would make you concerned about it. So yes, you are right. I'm not worried about like at the SEC, not playing football this fall. They're going to play. Uh, but we know last year was just different. It, like even going to Kroger Field, I I did enjoy the little bit more space. But the whole the whole year was just weird. You'd you'd go into a game and like, oh, these six players are going to be out today, and be like, well, crap, that's not what we were looking for. That's not why we came to this game. We wanted to see some of those guys. I, I just I, I want. I, we were all thinking two months ago, Roush, that everything was going to mm-hmm. be completely normal. And I think for me, at least personally, and I very well could be wrong on this maybe i'm just worrying for no reason for me this week just this week has got me thinking like oh no here we go again it's just snow slow snowball effect of like all right well we'll start doing this and then we'll start doing that and we may as well did you see in louisville and this doesn't have to do so much with the pandemic but did you see it this is kind of a good way to switch gears anyways but do you see that the the councilwoman in the highlands they're trying to make bars close at 2 a.m permanently in louisville uh, I, I did not read the her reasoning why. I just think like it's not a bad idea in general. What <laughs> four a.m. is a late ass. What is what the hell I'm is with, wrong with dude? I, I hate four a.m. last call. There's nothing worse. So so, than, so don't stay till four a.m. for last call. Then good. So, so I, what's I did it, it? I did it like once, so, and it was like, guys, can we just go home? So what's it impact? <laughs> so what's it impact you if people want to stay till four a.m. If you're not doing it, why does it bother you? It doesn't. I'm just saying. I think 4 a.m. last call is too late. Like I'm not going to be out that late. I I, I agree. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it's just too late. Like I, it feels unnecessary. A- How much more money are they making that late? I don't know. It, it does give us a bigger city vibe. <laughs> but like I, I don't know if I've ever been anywhere that has a later last call than 4 a.m. Yeah. Besides New Orleans. Yeah. Like I think New Orleans is the only place I've been with a later last call. That's that you're you're an embarrassing Louisvillian. It's been four a.m. last call for as who knows. I mean, maybe somebody older than me, but my entire life, I can't remember it anything other than four. I'm just saying, I don't. I'm never. I, I hate it. Like when my friends want to make it out that late, and I was like, no. Now this was me in the younger twenties. Never getting just at two a.m. would be an accomplishment now. Uh, but yeah, no. I'm yeah. <laughs> Her reasoning is the person that was shot in the Highlands, and she thinks if you close them at two, you won't have as many shenanigans late night, which, I mean, gosh. I mean, as a dad, I will say nothing good happens after 2 a.m. What about 1 a.m.? <laughs> 1 a.m.'s all right? Should, what, can we get to 1.30 maybe? What if trouble doesn't start till after 2.30? Can we get to 2.30 for the bars? It's idiotic. Louisville's been a 4 a.m. bar town. <laughs> Are you? Do you um, ever stay out to four a.m.? I couldn't tell you the last time I had. I mean, it had, <laughs> had to be ten years ago. You know what, though, I appreciate about you, TJ, is you are a man of principle, and you hate when people make rules that say I can't do this, and and, and even if they don't apply to you, you're a gung ho on it. By God, I, I appreciate that about you. You're a man of principle, and I'm disappointed in you because you think, well, if it doesn't impact me, who cares? You know, it's not. I, I don't stay till 4 a.m. So yeah, move them up till two. It's it, it. You only you only 
moan and groan when it impacts you. But then at that point, Roush, maybe it'll be too late. Maybe it'll be too yeah, late. I'm sorry. You're just, I, I can't get a hot take on because I've always thought that 4 a.m. was just ridiculously late. But you weren't staying out there. So what's it to you? Yeah, yeah. So I don't care what, like, what. And I also saw where a Metro Council woman thought that there would be more littering with bi-weekly recycling. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, ooh, your your recycling's only going to get picked up every other week, so I'm just going to throw it in the trash. More and litter. And let it out on the street. It's like, no, dude, people who litter actively choose to litter no matter what. It doesn't matter if the recycling's getting picked up tomorrow, next week, or the week after. That was the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I, I don't know. I, it, the, the, you know what's great, though? Those are stories that get people's attention, and they're just really bad takes. Yeah. Yeah, I I would have thought – if I would have lost a lot of money if it was like, is Roush pro or against moving up the bar time in Louisville? Yeah, 4 a.m. too late. Us old farts can't stay out that late. But back when we were kids – I remember when we'd come home from from Louisville, we'd do this in Lexington from time to time too, but we wouldn't even go out to the bars till like 12.30 or midnight. So, yeah, I wouldn't want things to close at 2. We'd still be out around 2. Now, would we stay till 4 when the lights would come on? There'd be those times, but very rarely you'd stay out that late. But if I'm a business owner and we've got people that want to drink till 4 a.m. and I can make money off them till 4 a.m., hell yeah, I want to do that. Changing it till 2 just because... Oh, it's it things yeah, people, can get a, things can get a get little dicey. Things can get a little dicey. Yeah, it is sad. Also, also the four a.m. thing. The nice part about it, I, I will say this: the worst thing about going out in a town like Lexington is it's two a.m. and I, I'm I'm not ready to go home. I'm not going to be out till four, but I could go for a drink or two more. Like. 3 a.m. Sure, like that. Okay, but uh, yeah, the the four always it was just like, is is the pizza place still open? I need a pizza and I need to go to sleep right now. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like I also think you're thinking of like raging till 4 a.m. But sometimes you leave a place exactly what you said. You leave a place at two. You go have like one more drink at a place that's a lot quieter, and then like closer yeah, to home or something. L- yeah. A little more intimate if you're on a date or something like that, and. Uh, yeah, just just quit. Like, uh, why don't we just fix the fact that we've got a ton of violence in our city, and what can we do to make that better? I don't think it's shutting down bars earlier. I don't think it's shutting down restaurants earlier because we've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> we've been doing that for a really, really long time, and we haven't always had this level of violence. So, I I, I don't know. Yeah, but Roush, you 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 nailed me. I don't like I don't like people. Uh, just changing things that could impact other people just because they want to do it or just because they feel like it's the right thing to do. Yes, uh, 2 a.m. would be more than enough late for me. I don't even know the last time I was out till 2 a.m., to be honest with you. 4 a.m., way past my bedtime. But Let's do it Saturday night. Come on. We'll make it happen. Hey, tonight, you know what? USA, that, that game, they win the gold medal match. That would end around 12, uh, 1230-ish, around 1 o'clock. I wouldn't have three hours to party USA's gold medal match tonight. That's not right. I thought we loved our country. Yeah, I thought we loved our country too. Guess not. All right, hour one done. We've got uh, another hour. we got a full text line. We've got a lot to get to. We'll do the daily double break here, and then we'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. We'll see you in a few.
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call Roll here on Big Hat Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Fun first hour. We got another one coming up here. Hour number two. Like we said, going to be hotter this weekend. If you don't want to go sweat it out on the course, get better at golf indoors at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Don't go out there and be miserable and yuck it up. Go get better. Get lessons from Bobby. Air-conditioned, perfect 68 degrees in the Bobby Cook Golf Academy, and you will 100% guaranteed take strokes off your game. He's over off Exit 4 in southern Indiana. Remember, per sources, there could be a little bit of a price hike on individual lessons unless you're grandfathered in. So I would maybe make your plans this month to go see him, and then you're, you're going to get the best rate in town for – forever and remember you get each lesson on recording so i i normally would say like tape or dvd he's not handing out dvds or or vhs tape this isn't uh 2002 but he's going to send you a file where you can watch the lesson again so if you slip into your bad ways bobby cook is going to make it right right there in exit four in southern indiana four (laughs) there you go Hey, uh, can I just say I lo- I'm going to love it when Bobby Cook has his best month ever because we got word of the price hike. Everybody going in now to get grandfathered in, and he's going to be like, what in the hell's going on? All, then, because we, all because we got word of the price hike. And then Keith Power come- and advertising. Keith, Keith, Keith comes back, and he's like, oh, I actually just made that up. He's not doing a price hike. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was never doing that. Or, or there is a price Psych, but it doesn't matter if you were grandfathered in or not. Everybody just has to pay the new price. Regardless, oh, Bobby man. Cook's a straight actually, shooter. That's like um, on the show that Trevor and I watched. Goldberg's, they would have, he owned a furniture store, and he would have a going out of business sale like once a year just to get people in the store. <laughs> well, I feel like a lot. Of, yeah, it seems like that. That uh, I feel like I will drive past stores, and it'll be like going exactly that. And then a year later, I'll do it, and they're doing it again. Uh, maybe something saved the business. Maybe the sale saved the business. Mm, there we go. There we go. Speaking of last-minute saves, if you, at some point today, watch Gable Stevenson win the gold medal in wrestling. It, that was awesome. I, I don't really know how wrestling works, but in the last 20 seconds, he did something. He, he did like three things in one. The, the, George, the guy from Georgia, he tried to he tried to play stall ball. He tried to go four, uh, four corners offense. And Stevenson said, nope, and had a walk-off win with, like, I mean, time expiring. Like, he got a pin as time was expiring. That's real wrestling, Trevor. You can suck it, buddy. Wow. Well, and then it's, it's worth noting that Stevenson got up after his win and did a backflip. And if you've seen him, he is not a small man, should not be doing backflips. Oh, my gosh. Really Speak, cool. Yeah. Speaking of that, Roush, on the Patreon, I did a Big Brother podcast. Mm-hmm. A fun week of Big Brother, so we just recapped the week that was and had had some laughs. This guy on Big Brother yesterday was he can do a backflip, which I always think is just super cool if a human can just do a backflip just straight footed. But mm-hmm. the there was people watching him, his housemates, and they were like, 
could you do a burpee backflip? Well, the girls, like I saw it one time, I thought it was incredible. So he just nonchalantly does six burpee backflips in a row, just like that. <laughs> he, he, had, he, had, he had never, you know, I'm sure he has done burpees before, but he had never, he said he had never done it before. He had never tried it before. And he just did them just all willy billy. And then after that, he did one of those little like Dragon Ball Z, like spin kick things just for fun. Like, I, I, would, I bet he can touch rim. So I the other day, I decided, you know what? I'm going to do something different for my workout. I live near a school that has uh, like a walking track. And I was like, I'm going to run some sprints. When was the last time I ran a sprint? Who knows? But you know what? It might actually be fun. And my plan was to do 10. I bet it's about what? 50, 60 yards. I got the first two were fine. I mean, I... I was like, oh, okay, this is this is kind of nice. You know, I'm catching my breath, but whatever. The next two, okay, a little bit harder. Uh, by the sixth, I was on my back. I thought I was going to die. It was terrible. My hamstrings have been sore ever since. My it just my body can't isn't supposed to do that anymore. So I'm trying to just break it down and then build it back up. Hopefully, it works long term. If not, then. I, like, how do people still do stuff like backflips at in their late twenties? How does LeBron James play eighty basketball, or let's say let's call it a, a hundred basketball games a year? How I don't I don't understand how people that old can still do things in their bodies. Like, yeah, that's fine, that's cool. Well, some of these Olympic athletes don't have the resources of LeBron, but the only way that like it makes sense for LeBron and and even some of these like NFL quarterbacks and and whatnot is like the treatment they get for their body Roush is their bodies as much as it sucks to say, probably like from a tendon and muscle standpoint is are like younger than ours with all the treatment that they get like the cryotherapy. It's true. And, uh, massages all, like and, ice yeah, bath after yeah. each and like every workout you know they'll have they'll be on the sidelines when they're just waiting to get back in the game and they'll have like six ba huge bags of ice on their knee and they you've got they've got like the smartest doctors scientists medical professionals knowing exactly what the human body needs and they get it mm -hmm. each and every time so that's how they do it but it's still freakish well and it's their nutrition as well i mean they eat really healthy yeah, that I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. that's also it. Which is, uh, I cannot say the same. Unfortunately, ooh, the neighborhood brought in this little Italian food truck. You wouldn't think of a food truck with Italian being all that Italian. great. Italian, yeah. It, like, what do you get? Pasta in a bowl? It was phenomenal. Like, normally, food trucks are like ha food you can eat with your hands. It, yeah, this is well, a dinner one. They only go from like five to eight or five to seven, so it's definitely like dinner. It, this would not be a great lunch food truck because you just want to go take a nap instantly afterwards. I'll tell you what, it was awesome. I got the spaghetti and meatballs, which you know it is hard to mess up, but like they use their their truck says the whole shebang on it, but it's all authentic. The noodles, the process. It took fifteen mm -hmm. minutes to get it. Like you ordered, and we just kind of like. Hung out. Stood there, stood there with the dog. Yeah, we took the dog on a little bit of a longer walk with, uh, while while I waited for or while she waited for the food. But yeah, uh, the neighborhood does that. They bring food trucks about once a week. I I love it. It's pretty cool. The Italian one, yeah, very I, very good. We the actually shout out to our neighborhood food trucks. They've got brick and mortar businesses now, so they don't really bring out the food trucks as much as they used to. And they're well, nearby, so yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Colonial Gardens. How's that oh. doing? Uh, pretty well. I haven't been there lately, but uh, maybe this weekend we 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 run it back. Um, I, oh, TJ, breaking news! Oh, this is going to be underwhelming. What do we got? People didn't think they could do it. 
but the Courier Journal finally got to their number one most important Louisville football player. What uh, the the yes. countdown? The countdown started in February. We finally made it. Wow, they finally made it. I can't believe it. C- congrats! The top eighty impact players for U of L football. We finally got the number one wow. impact player. I mean, defying all odds, they they, they did it. They all right, who is top. it? Um, Malik Cunningham. Is it McHale or is it Malik? I I, I can't. I can't keep up. Don't call me Mikhail. So their number one player just ended up being the quarterback. (laughs) (laughs) I could have told you that at number 76 with the way that list was going. (laughs) Of course, the number one player was going to be the quarterback. (laughs) Come on, Courier. Have some stones. Have a take. Say it's an offensive lineman or something. Jeez, please. Oh, UofL is going to stink. No offense. Yeah, oh, man, Kentucky, they're going to be great. TJ, what, what let's so we get quarterback competition. We get our first taste of what Will Levis is bringing to the table. We get interviews today. We got watching tomorrow. I'm going to I promise our listening audience that I'm going to have a knee-jerk reaction to everything Will Levis does and says on Monday. And it's going to be as hot and as well as possible possible he's either going to be the best quarterback in the sec or dog poop get him out of here it is going to be the hottest take possible because we need that but aside well, from quarterback uh, stuff roush sources yeah sources tell krc over the last two hours joey gatewood had a really good wake up this morning and oh, not man. not to not to sleep on him today because he will oh, also no. be at the football facility Oh man, I'm, I know. Whew. I know. Man. Just when you're on the Will Levis train, Joey Gatewood Gosh. did wake up this morning. Okay. Well, uh, it's just it, who knows who it's going to be. It's going to change so often. So I do want to ask you what, like, what, what? I'm I'm a little more all about everything, and like I can get hyped for an offensive guard competition. What do you have on your radar that you want to hear today from Media Day and from tomorrow's open practice? Well, it's probably going to be too soon to hear it, but if you're asking, well, I'll take it this way, whether or not you were asking it, like what what I'm most anxious to look to look at during the fall camp, what I'm going to be watching, what I want to hear is I, I just want a reliable pass rusher consistently. Uh, I, I, I want to make sure the outside linebacker position is going to be capable enough because I think our defense is going to be really good. And when I say are, yeah, I'm talking as a fan. I generally try not to do that, but it happens. Mm-hmm. I think Kentucky's defense is going to be really, really talented. I, but I just feel like there's two question marks and they kind of coincide somewhat with one another to, to some degree. I, and I feel like if those end up being the worst case scenarios, Roush, it could take what is a really good defense and bring it down to where it should not be. But those are really important things and a really important position. So, yeah, the quarterback's an easy one to go after. That's probably going to honestly dictate if Kentucky has a dream season, if it's a great season, or just kind of a ho-hum average season. We all know that. But I think this defense can be top three Definitely top five in the SEC if it's as good as I think it is. But you do have question marks. And if I just want to get those answered so I can feel a little bit better heading into the season, knowing that defense ain't going to win or defense ain't going to lose us games. As mm-hmm. we saw last, last year, it won Kentucky some games, Mississippi State and Tennessee. 
but it ain't going to lose you some games. It'll just be up to the offense. I want to be able to to feel comfortable in that assessment. I'm glad you said that, Terry, because I think for the most part, folks are, you know, who's going to be the other wide receiver? Like, are we actually going to throw it to the tight ends more? Like, I, I think there's a lot of attention focus elsewhere. But I'm with you in that. I think that's the most significant and important development is like, is J.J. Weaver going to be healthy enough to play? And how much juice does he have there? Can Josh Pascal actually get a rush as a defensive end? They, they, they talked a lot about it uh, in the spring as of late. But like, I think the like TJ or excuse me, Calvin Taylor, he gave that defense a lot in 2019 and people kind of forget about his impact but he really made Kentucky to where they didn't fall off a cliff once Josh Allen left they haven't had that kind of natural all right we're going to get a pass rush and we don't have to blitz um, and that's been the case a lot like in Kentucky's not a blitzing team so you need to be able to have an edge that can get to the quarterback and so I that, that's kind of what I, I'm most anxious to, to learn about is how good is this pass rush and the, and the, the thing that sucks is that you can't simulate that. In, you, you can't take down the quarterback. So it's, it really is hard to tell. But, hell, this time last year, Brad White said, knock on wood, I'm not going to have to worry about the pass rush. And, well, you know, he, sh he should have knocked harder. Well, I'll, I'll say this, though. You're not allowed to hit the quarterback, but you will if, – if, if they can get a push on the big blue wall, then that will be a pretty good – indictment right yeah now right, of course yeah, there could no, be a, a, a scenario where well maybe the big blue wall isn't as good as we thought it was and eh, it is and i'm not worried about that <laughs> like i ain't concerned about that but if they get right. a push yeah you can't take down the quarterback we won't see the sacks and all that stuff but if you can if you can win the line of scrimmage that would be quite the achievement if it can happen I'm not so sure, mm -hmm. but you did bring up a good point, and I did think about that when processing through all these all these scenarios, is that, well, Stoops is a pretty conservative defense. He wants to make quarterbacks beat him and make tough throws, really tough throws, and, and he's yeah. all right giving up two or three yards here and there if that's what it takes, but he's going to try to eliminate the big play, and you're going to have to work for it, and your quarterback better not make a mistake or your wide receiver better not tip a ball or else it's going to get intercepted. So that's, that is a good reminder that even if it's not where we want it to be at least it's a defense that is more hey quarterback you better be precise because once yeah you you may get four straight first downs but once you slip up just once we're taking it and the way the defense was last year they're going to take it to the house right right there's another only pick six <laughs> another pick six the only exception yeah. was that Missouri game. And, man, I can't even – that's probably the first time I've been that frustrated the defense in four years. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that, that one was, that one was strange. Time. That one was strange. That, that That's why I'm so pumped. That Missouri game is so just frustrating, frustrating on so many different levels. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I cannot wait for – for that second game of the season, 20th anniversary of September 11th. Hope it's a full capacity. That could be a really fun crowd. It will be yeah. a fun crowd. Not should be, will be. I'm excited for the opening game as well. Hey, let's get over to some text. How about that? Let's do it to it, shall we? Sure. Ooh, the first text I've got issue with. Because the first text, they gave us a horse racing tip. They gave us a horse racing tip. Mr. Kringle at Saratoga Thursday, 
August 6th. It won. It was a $10 horse, and we we didn't learn it. Like, well, I learned it. it. I, I sent it over in the text line very early yesterday. Yeah, but I don't, I don't check the text line throughout the day. Oh, you don't? I'm I, with you. Maybe, maybe. I send little yeah. encouraging messages. Let's put Mr. If you got horse racing tips, KRC Facebook page. Because that's, right. that's true. There's actually there's going to be that's a great true. there's going to be a great race tomorrow. I don't think it's going to pay out well, but the Whitney at Saratoga got a lot of great horses in it. Nick's go by my standards. A lot of really talented four and five year olds. So that's one I'm going to be keeping it out. Ah, good stuff. A texter says mm-hmm. catching up on the podcast as a current employee of the bastard grandchild of the company Trevor worked for. I'd love a Patreon of some of old Trevor's inside stories. We see some crazy stuff in the industry. Trust me, big guy. No matter how much you think it sucked then, it's infinitely worse now, which leads me to my next point. Someone hire me and rescue me from this hellhole. Anybody looking <laughs> Anybody looking for some help? We got somebody working for a cable company that desperately wants out. So this can be the KRC job employee hotline here. I could get him a job at either of my hotels I work at. Hey, that would infinitely be better than working inside a cable company. I'd imagine. I can, I cannot guarantee that. Whoa. <laughs> oh, Justin, just suck it, buddy. Uh, Texter says for someone who claims to never have any time, you would think scooter grandpa dingus would look into things like Venmo instead of skipping waffle house to go pick up checks. That's true. Yeah. Scoots snapping necks, picking up checks. That that was a check that he, I guess, he had to pick up. Maybe it must have been one of them big ones. Uh, but yeah, you know, we can't, we can't Venmo that much. No, you can't. And there, yeah, there's some checks you got to pick up. Going back to the one before, Trevor has told a few of the stories. Uh, and gosh, you know, like when you're frustrated talking to somebody at like the elect, you know, LG and E or the cable company, and you just are like, does this person even care? Trevor was on the other line, and no, he did not. <laughs> like he, he has told some of those stories, and maybe we can get him to do a Patreon for that one. Another texter says, have you seen The White Lotus on HBO? If not, check it out. You will not be disappointed. I've had a few, I've had a few people recommend it. Have not, but I probably will at some point. Yeah, I heard, I, I've heard people talk about it as well. I don't – do we know, like, what it's about at all? Like – I thought it was about bugs at first, but no, it's a lotus, not a locust. <laughs> it's just like it's a, the cicada invasion every 17 years, but there's an albino albino one. Yeah. It's about a flower. Is that a flower? To, is, that, is a lotus a flower? Yeah, I think a white lotus is a flower. But uh, Justin, do you watch it? I no, do not. I, no, I just okay. I used deductive reasoning there. Uh, my buddy texted and says White Lotus is overhyped. Wow. Oh, wow. But well, he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of a curmudgeon. Like you know, everything's overhyped. Not as good. Is he wrong about everything? Like Gus is? No. Oh God, no. Heavens, no. Lordy <laughs> Pete, no. No, 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 no. A texter says, "Let's go. Let's go fund me. Let's start. Let's get a GoFundMe started for Scooter to get a new uh, mic. It's this kind of been, like a this. I think this might be a repeat text. It's it's not." It's, it's not. not. Wow. This came, People this, are just thinking the same thing. It's kind of insane how awful he sounds in and out all the time. Like he's on the Himalaya, Kentucky Kingdom back in the 90s. Get it together, Dingus. What a reference. What a Kentucky Kingdom <laughs> reference. 
What a I mean, KRC! What a KRC listener! Because if he was a good listener, he would know that we got a new mic coming due to another listener buying it. So, but again, <laughs> I just cannot state enough that like Justin is just using regular headphones. It's what I use uh, most of the show. Some shows I don't, but he just moves his head and he rocks back and forth and he plays with the thing. Here, I'll play with it. Do I sound good right now? Do I start? Oh, Do no. I, Justin? Probably not. Yeah, because you're I going mean, in and out. Just sit there and talk. Contrary to popular belief, I do. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know what to tell you guys. It's coming. But there's just like <sighs> my quality of headset versus the quality of headsets you all are using. Not good. I just have regular <laughs> headphones in right now. Just yeah, regular headphones from have, 2004. I have the same brand that you or the same headphones that you have, except for they're about probably a fifth of the price and 20 years older. Uh, uh, but the, why? But why? It's uh, these are twelve dollars at most, probably six dollars. Why wouldn't you have gone and, and gotten some? I will have a great <sighs> mic on Monday, boys. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, a texture just who's your freaking dingus? Gosh. That's good, that's good. <laughs> sometimes more frustrating than Trevor, if you can believe it. Mm-hmm. Fire yeah, me, then. How about that? No, I don't want to fire you. All right, you're fired. No. <laughs> See ya. I, I've got no firing and hiring powers in this joint. They just pay me for my looks. <laughs> Face for radio. Podcast listener here. Thanks to KRC's fantastic advertising. I decided to treat myself to a nice brunch at Waffle House. Right as I started to dive into my hash browns with gravy, the multiple texts featuring Chuck Nasty and Holy Cross Cougars came through and I lost my appetite. Thanks. Oh, you're just Josh and Texter. Chuck Nasty seems like a character. Do you know Chuck Nasty, Roush? I, I, I don't. I, it's one of those where, like, I bet, oh, like, we would do the name game, and I'd be like, oh, so you know that guy. From, oh, I, I have a feeling that's what it is. And I also, I might know him as a name other than Chuck Nasty. Gotcha. Which I think that that's probably most likely. Like, I, like, it actually might be a guy. No joke. I went to school with the Charlie Murphy during the Chappelle craze. So like you you when you saw that guy in the hallway, there was a Charlie Murphy every time, no matter what. Interesting. Yeah. It's great. Great stuff. A texture says Prince. Do you know Prince has a new album out? Prince has a w- I heard some of it. Yeah, Prince recorded an album before he died that was never released and they released it now. Is it so go yeah, go check that is out. Is it good? I just heard one song on it, like coming or it's called Coming to America. The song Hot Summer was this is a fun summer song. Hmm. Interesting. So stamp of approval. Uh, I'll I, I will check it out after I get done doing radio. There we go. Yeah. Uh you want to take a last our last break? How does that sound? Sure. That sounds great. Hopefully Justin didn't leave the studio. I'm yeah, ready. And then we would just <laughs> be dead air. That would be awkward. And we could just have to do the commercials ourselves. The Charlie Wilson's <laughs> appliance one I could nail. I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> All right, this is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and our favorite, Justin Kalen. We'll return after this. You never knew how much muddy water meant to me, but I learned how to swim and I learned who I was. A lot about living and a little about love. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker. I know that, dude. And Roush. Wildcard! Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. One final long segment here on Big X Sports Radio. What are you chuckling about, Roush? I just I thought of the Always Sunny where Charlie does the bond date and he's supposed to tell him he's a philanthropist. Oh. I mean, that just it makes me laugh every like gosh, just so funny. It's a, the whole the whole episode. Child it, philanthropist it, it, it is um <laughs> is amazing. It's great. It's so great. Oh, I love a good Always Sunny reference. Um, Random, but I love it. It always brings a smile to my face. What also brings a smile to my face is luxury pre-owned Rolexes. Oh, and you know where you can get them this weekend? Genesis Diamonds. Yes, the official jeweler of Kentucky Roll Call. They are set up for a big weekend. You're not going to want to miss it. At Genesis Diamonds, you can see Kentucky's best selection of luxury pre-owned Rolex timepieces, all the most popular models, and special financing this weekend only. So you're going to go there. You're going to see some Rolexes you're going to want. Why the heck would you not want them? You've deserved it. You've earned yourself a nice gift. And it's a instant investment more than anything. Somebody sees that on your wrist, and they're going to say, I want to listen to this guy. I want to hear what mm-hmm. he's got to say. So it's actually an investment. Write it off on your taxes. Don't come back to me if Uncle Sam isn't happy about it. But go to Genesis Diamonds this weekend, whatever you do, on Shelbyville Road next to Trader Joe's. Special financing all weekend. The best selection in Kentucky. Go see them. Go check them out. All right. Should we continue with the text, or is there any one hitters you want to get to? Nope. I'm just. I'm. I'm not going to lie. The sun is. It's. It's. It's very bright out. I'm very excited for to get to this Kroger Field. You gonna have a few. You gonna have just a few beers wait. before you head over. Just get uh, a little seven. loose, a little conversational yeah. for the big talking day. It is a St. Paul picnic weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to slam a few in the beer garden tonight. So uh, looking wow. forward to. Wow, am I welcomed yeah. out there? Oh, of course. Uh, just as long as you confirm that it is in the South End. It's on Dixie Highway, so it must be right. I've been doing appraisals out in about that part of town, left and right. Good folk out there. Real, real nice people. And uh, I would like. I don't think I probably will go to St. Paul's picnic, but I bet that's a. I bet that's an absolute blast. How's the gambling oh. scene there? Oh, it's great, great. Blackjack, do, I, yeah, blackjack, showdown poker. I like showdown poker because it's it's the same thing as the slot machine, just much more exciting, and it's completely out of your hands. So that's fun. There's also the big six wheel. Have you ever played big six? Uh- I, I have. It's been a long time. It's it's fun. You, you they've got six numbers on the table. You just throw a dollar down on one of them. I think you can put up to three. And if your number appears, boom, you can double, triple your money. I you usually do pretty well on that. So I, I enjoy that game very much. We did that at the Oaks party. Exactly. That's where I get the wheel. Oh yeah, that, yeah, we did. Oh gosh. I there's no way you know what I'm out South Enders you all just feast on our money so no I, we're I'm not you all, I, I got cleaned out in that game oh, I actually got dude. up big and then it just went away in a blink of an See, eye that's the trick is you go up big and you start putting three dollars down and then and then it can go away quickly I definitely paid for my drinks thanks to my buddies 
girlfriend's family like her brother and his friends all showed up and they just were throwing dollars around left and right and that went straight to the bud lights in the infield justin you remember that like brooke came up and started spinning and i lost like 35 dollars just like that and she just like winked at me like i, I think it's rigged i think you all were well, cheap <laughs> well i'm i'm just glad that you had the experience to continue playing because it only took me about two spins with brooke to take all my money yeah, yeah that, so. you're 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 right Right about that. I remember that was a, a good time. So yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. And then I've got the the St. Rayfield Cornhole Tournament tomorrow, which I anything less than first place, I'm going to be disappointed. Anything less than, you can do than number one, I'm not going to be happy about it. All right, uh, let's keep going here on the text line. A texter says, "Thanks for not reading my text, you dinguses. I took a swipe at Mook and John, and one fell swoop, and it gets ignored. I'll be sending future texts to just the tip." No, you no, you won't. No, <laughs> no, you won't. And I think we did read it on air, but I'm not 100% sure if we did. Well, we had to stop reading some of it because it was, you know, there were words in there that he, probably he said, hold on. He said for someone or no, um, where is it? Big money moot calling John the second best texter should automatically remove him from consideration for the number one texter. No offense. That's what that's the text we didn't read. So he just oh. he, he wanted he wanted to take another shot. I told him I I do love the inner texter beef. I, I mm -hmm. enjoy it because it's undoubtedly somebody's going to end up like missing out on the joke and probably taking it too far. And that's you know that'll that'll be content. That would be content. Um, ooh, here's a good text in the show. All right, how about we get a cornhole beer pong tournament as a pregame to a golf scramble one Friday morning slash afternoon? Be a great crick kick off to a great weekend with Catterday followed by a big NFL Sunday unless you don't want all the smoke man that um that would be a an eventful weekend be a really event. Sound, sounds like a lot but hey you know I'm not willing to back down we do need to get some like or like a red zone watch party or something Terry because that would be fun that would be fun we got we'll, you we'll, know we'll, doing and it'd be easy too well we, we could also now here's an idea we, we could, instead of doing an August golf scramble, we do a Sunday one during an NFL Sunday, and then we make it, you know, early in the morning because that's when you should do a scramble anyways. And then, like, hey, we're all heading up to Roosters for, for the, you know, for the NFL games. If you want to come up and watch the NFL with us and have a beer, do it. If not, then suck it, you know? We could do something like that. That could be a lot of fun. That's not a bad a idea. So maybe we will do that. Maybe we'll because Rush and I did settle on a date, but we were between a Friday and a Sunday. We hadn't made a decision which one we were going to do. But maybe we just kick it to September and we can, we can kind of and and you know, I don't think we're going to probably set up cornhole boards, but we can figure something out. And I also forgot to mention, I did win one of those beer pong tournaments at Tin Roof, which I think mm -hmm. is a pretty cool accomplishment because they take about six hours. So See, and those things. That's what it brings me back to the last call thing. I that that was more exhausting than anything is just being up there all night because my my friend he almost had like a second income because he would get well rested and go up and win the he would do them at Fourth Street 
which you know whole nother animal but i was with him once when we won one and it was you know it paid decently yeah we got a nice little, little kickback yeah they did it was a pretty like the the payment was surprising and then they gave you this hilariously huge trophy which was also fun but then it was like all right well we want to like drink and celebrate the win but no joke it was like the end of that was probably That's honestly the last time i was out at the bars that late yeah it'll bring you down yeah it'll bring you down uh, Texter says no KRC on Thursday. Don't see it on Apple. Did, did it end up getting back up there? I hope I didn't look, we didn't can't look leave our textures to prop. Oh. Didn't look hard enough. Ah, so we all really investigated that problem pretty well. Uh, lots of Orlando talk this week, boys. Traveling nurse husband down here living in Orlando. If you stay away from the south side of town where Disney is, Orlando is really awesome. Local restaurants, bars, and lots to do. Still hot as frick, though. I actually talked to a guy. Uh, at SEC Media Days, who lives down there, and he he was like, "Yeah, just we stay away from international drive, like it's the plague." So, um, but hey, not bad if you're visiting for a bowl game. Not bad at all. I uh, the podcast is there, by the way. So suck it, Plumley, bro. Good, good, good. Uh, Texture says, "Do we think Justin will ever learn <laughs> to talk closer to the mic? He consistently sounds more quiet than you two. Wow, suck it, Justin." I'm not responding to any more mic comments. Justin is so sensitive about the mic comments. You all do not send in any more do mic not. comments. He's going to get upset Whatever if you, you do, do it. He's going to get... <laughs> <laughs> TJ, you're only six feet tall. There's literally 0% chance you can get rim. Uh, Man, well, you know what's going to be hilarious is that like, if we actually do you know, find the best... And all of a sudden, your first try, you go up and like turn your ankle and can't even touch the rim. <laughs> just blow out, just blow out my knee. Yeah, and like all, you're like, well, I guess he's never touching the rim again. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be funny at all, buddy. And it'd be, it'd be, it would be concerning, but it'd be great comedy the next. From day. somebody that broke their foot at a Top Golf, like that, that very well could happen too. I think anything's yeah, on the very... table when you break your foot at a Top Golf. Oh man, uh, Texter says. My Blanding Tower for freshman year filled up a bucket of cheese puffs with dip spit in a week. Absolutely disgusting, but also kind of fun. That, that's that that's disgusting. There's nothing fun about that. Oh man. Well, at least like in that case, they weren't just using the same spit. Like I have a feeling they were putting it in another bottle and then dumping it into a big bucket kind of gosh what a what a university of kentucky thing yeah my floor my dorm room floor we have all the all the fellas there and maybe even a lady or two and we just have our weekly fill up the cheese puff bucket we'd all take our (laughs) our individual dip spitters and just dump it into the communal cheese puff bucket how about you, you try I, to hey buddy you, how about you got you? a lady over you're trying to impress and they knock on the door and like hey buddy where's your dip spit we got to fill up the bucket and it's like oh gosh things get hot and heavy like, like after you know a fraternity party and you all are kissing up against the wall and she accidentally knocks over the cheese dip spit bucket <laughs> <laughs> needless to say she left after that oh man yeah don't uh, that, gosh, that's, that's disgusting a, that's a bad way to spend your freshman year at UK. Go go out and do something. I bet the floors mm. around you all were like, man, did you know that floor underneath us is filling up a cheese puff bucket with dip spit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty weird bunch those guys are. Oh, that's good stuff. I'm guessing You're... John went to Holy Cross with that weak text about Waffle House. 
Oh man, see that's a good swipe at both of them. That's how you that's how you get the double the double cross. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I liked it. Uh another texter says, "The story of TJ, if I had another 2 inches." Uh poor Hannah. <laughs> but for what it's worth, I made that joke yesterday so you um you aren't technically allowed to make it cuz I had already you- made it. You didn't finish the joke. You just giggled after you had said something about the two inches. In no, all fairness, I'm yeah, pretty. You, I'm pretty sure the podcast would prove I said something along of like who who you know is store who doesn't need it or everybody need you know I mean I, I referenced it. I don't recall you referencing it, but I know you laughed after you said it. Uh, must have broken up. <sighs> Texter says you're gonna sit all the way back in that big old comfy lazy boy drinking your fancy IPAs and munching on literally all the snacks. Watching that first football game of the season and tell me that Austin McGinnis can't outkick these so-called professional place kickers. Shout out to PKs, by the way. It's getting out of hand, fellas. Bring Austin back and give that leg another shot, damn it. Uh, he's actually uh, at training camp for the Rams. Uh, Drew, Drew was scrolling through their photos and saw him uh, banging some field goals. But, uh, man, the kickers last night were so terrible. And th- the most annoying part is that the guy they gave the nod to with the Rams over Austin, Sam Sloman, he's now on his third team. He's the Steelers' starting place kicker, and he's garbage. Justin, did you see his misses last night? They weren't even close. The field goal kicking last night was atrocious. Oh, my God. It was so bad. It's like, I hope these are your backups, and you were just trotting them out to get some live reps because they are god-awful. How many times have the Rams brought out McGinnis and then just cut him? Man, he, I think this will be year three he's been in camp with him. So, I mean, they're at least paying him, but he hasn't played yet. Wild. Wild stuff. Come on. Do, oh, wow. Do right this by. Is a, this, is a, this is a long text we've got coming up. Oh, wow. My dearest KRC, it is with great sorrow that I must bid you adieu as a daily listener. Thine summer is coming to a close, and come Monday, I will be suiting back up to educate the heathen youth of Columbus, Georgia. It's been a splendid summer, spending every morning with the crew. We've experienced so much since May. Trevor semi-resurrected his KRC career and came back to work. We discovered that Roush loses his ears in photographs. TJ became a father and then used the unnamed child to continue he'd take long quote-unquote weekends as he should and lastly our beloved dingus we watch as he has blossomed from a frustrating hoosier dingus with no free time to a scooter dingus with considerably more free time <laughs> while still insisting he does it of course i will still listen and text in as much as i can but life speeds up quickly when students come back with all that said here are my last takes of the summer waffle house is far and away the superior breakfast location and it's not even mm. close their menu is simple but extremely versatile. The All-Star is definitely my go-to, but tell you what, you get me out on the town after a few too many cold snacks and take me to Waffle House and you'll find me belly up to the counter devouring a Texas bacon cheesesteak milk along with some hash browns topped with cheese and birch chili. Man, it hits the spot every single time. Last take. The cats are shocking the world and winning the East, baby. Cats by 90. When we do, I'll meet you all in Atlanta for some beers before we lose our minds at the bins watching our cats play in the SEC championship. Sorry for the long text, Alex from Colga. Oh. Uh, great, great, great text to wrap up the summer before school starts back up, Alex. 
That was a great text. A lot of laughs, a lot of true statements. I think we all learned a lot from Alex's text. And Alex, we are on podcasts. So, you know, when you get free time, you, you punch us on. And then also, we're great with kiddos. So if you just are like... Yeah, oh, we're perfectly yeah. appropriate for your audience. If you're hungover one day, instead of putting on some stupid, informative movie, just put on KRC and then put your head in your... Just tell everybody just to relax. We're going to listen to some KRC today. <laughs> Teacher of the year, <laughs> Alex from Colga. Oh, that would be great. Like, hey, what are you, what are you guys doing in class? Uh, we're just listening to some Kentucky basketball <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Went to Disney World with. Oh, oh, go ahead. There you go. No, you've got. It. Went to Disney World with the wife in November. I thought it. I had it bad just flying down for a long weekend, but driving thirteen hours to go there on your own honeymoon. Yikes. Tower of Terror is still pretty cool, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honeymoon text! Honeymoon texter's not going to like that text. No, I'm not going to like it at all. Uh, Tower of Terror is one of my favorite rides. It's that's a good. They really get you in the in the zone for that one. Yeah, uh, sad to me. Right I don't think own. I've actually ever been on it. Weirdly, oh, enough. it's perfect for you because it's Twilight Zone themed, and they, man, they, yeah, it's good. Good stuff. Maybe something. Uh, a texter, texter says, says suck, suck it, Jalen Duran. Yeah, yeah, suck, suck it, it Jalen Duran. Suck it. Uh, sounds like it's going to be Memphis for him. We talked about him in hour one, so if you don't get to listen to all of KRC, go back and listen to the podcast. The texter says, exciting weekend ahead, boys. Golf scramble today. Nelly concert tonight. USA basketball game is the nightcap. 18 holes Saturday morning. Lou City game Saturday night. 18 holes on Sunday. It must be close to my birthday with this exciting weekend ahead, and that's from Keith. So that I guess is a hell of a weekend. That's for, mm-hmm. that, that's a lot. That's a lot. I wonder if Keith will be throwing them back. Let's hope so. Because those are long days. Yeah, especially the golf. Because the golf, being out in the sun just wears you out. Did you so. get invited to the KSR or golf scramble? M- me? Invited to KSR golf scramble? <laughs> that's what I asked. Yes, sir. No. It's KSR radio to be precise but hey media days happening i wouldn't want to be at the ksr golf scramble oh okay um i'll take that as a no oh keith goes on to say i also need to weigh in on the waffle house cracker barrel debate waffle house is hands down the breakfast destination it's my wife and i's favorite spot for christmas day cracker barrel is way overrated i also will pass multiple waffle houses driving through southern indiana while passing zero cracker barrels roush good point oh never mind that was that was me uh he yeah lives- he lives in a city with a Cracker Barrel. Bad text. Yeah, but no, great text. Yeah, but especially the Christmas day at Waffle House, perfect, perfect time and place for Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Agreed. A texter goes on to say, uh, "Big fan of Dave. It very frustrating show that bores you for thirty minutes, and in the last five minutes, it hits and leaves you wanting more. Very weird, but original. Also, little Dicky needs more music." Yeah, I, it's a, I just think it's an all right show. Not bad, but all right. It needs to it it, it needs to kick it in high gear, or it's gonna it's gonna drop a tear for me. But it's not. But it's it, it the texture's not wrong. Where it it like you know there are moments that keep you coming back. Hey, you said you wanted to do a podcast on episode three of season two. Can we do that next week? 
Oh, uh, sure. I, I, but the only thing is, I feel like I need to go back and rewatch it, and I definitely wouldn't. But yeah, we can give it a shot. I'll just go from memory. Okay, we can do that. It'd be it'd be worth um, it. Uh, what do we got next, Roush? TC from Lexington here, boys. With Duran headed to Memphis, my biggest concern when it comes to this team is they don't appear to have that dog to take over the game. Most games, the other team will have the better player on the floor, starting with Banchero at Duke. And then there's plenty of stars trickling throughout the SEC, which I can see is costing us some games, which I think we've, we've mentioned that at times. But my, my argument back is like, we don't know that yet, but I think Ty Ty Washington is going to be that guy. At TC from Lexington, I was actually having a similar thought when I saw Chad Ford's latest mock draft for next year or whatever it was. Wait, Chad Ford still doing mock drafts? Good, good for him. I'm pretty sure it's him. Maybe I could be mistaken. But um, anyway, saw a mock draft. And I was just thinking to myself like, oh, man, that like, like the best Kentucky teams have bona fide top 10 picks or a at least one of them and mm -hmm. again maybe ty ty is that guy could could be he's in a good opportunity where if he can be the best player on what will be a good team his stock will soar but you don't have you don't you're not going to be in the competition for the number one pick and that's a that's a little frustrating but i would say yes we don't know if they have a guy that can take over a game secondly you've got a lot of great proven college basketball players really good proven college basketball players that's going to that's going to lead to a really good team it should lead to a really good team and uh yeah i think ty ty or you don't sleep on kellen grady just late Go hit shot. Go hit a shot. Go hit a shot. I don't think it's impossible that that he could go do that. So uh, it'll be exciting, though. I'm, I'm pumped for basketball. Football is what we've been talking about the most, but and that's just because it's it's more it's closer. But I'll when we get to October and you start talking practices, scrimmage, big blue madness, that sort of deal, I'll be uh, I'll be as excited as I've been in a long time. Let's get back to football, though. It's going to be great at Media Day, and it's going to be great to read this text. It says, America gets to have representatives standing in a quarter whispering about how much cooler it will be when the torch is ours. <laughs> yeah, suck it, France. Uh, you can't forget in Japan, it's sumo culture, Ted. They pay by the pound over there, sort of like tuna. <laughs> That's good. Oh, it's a uh, good, good quote. Roush, suck it, buddy. Those neighborhood street sumo Saturdays. Thanks for bringing me back to my Tokyo childhood for a minute. God bless you. <laughs> I just imagine like you're in the old saying lot and they're just belly up, like smashing each other. <laughs> oh, hilarious. I don't see any problem with that. Asking people to be vaxxed to come into the stadium. You don't make your policy on the lowest common denominator. Tired of pandering to idiots that are screwing everyone else over because they think the vaccines are unsafe. Yeah, we don't have enough time to really get into it. But again, you know, the vaccine, if you have it, if you do get corona, you're going to be okay. Uh, even if you don't have the vaccine, you have corona, there's a high chance you're going to be okay. I just feel like the vax passes, all this stuff is just another way to divide people more and make sure that people can hate each other more, which I just, I'm, I'm anti people hating each other. Mm, bold take, bold take. <laughs> Ooh, John, John here. Good TGIF morning to all. Okay. This weekend on YouTube, my family and I will review the Waffle House versus the Cracker Barrel. So my wife and I have both, but our son has not. What? Your son has not been to Cracker Barrel and Waffle House? Oh, my God. John. failing his parents. Call CPS over there. <laughs> so he will be the most impartial 
But as reviewers, we always put our bias to the side and we only go based on the food. So the entire family will head out and drive 70 plus miles to Hopkinsville, Kentucky to Waffle House and the next day to Cracker Barrel. You don't have a Waffle House in Evansville? What the hell is wrong with you in Evansville? Goodness gracious. Uh, we will try to keep the meals identical as in what items we eat to try to make it as fair as possible. So this one is for you, Big Money and KRC. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Well, for, see, uh, here, lot, lot the thing, say, TJ, yeah. about putting it just the food aside, like part of it's it's all about the experience for both i think i think you can't really remove the setting and judge based purely on food alone well first off if you're gonna have to drive 70 miles you may as well go west head into illinois and stop by some novelty shops in there if you catch my drift secondly that's crazy that you don't have a waffle house that close to you thirdly john's a professional it'll be a fair review he'll do a good job okay. of it it will be professionally done i look forward to watching it john and even if you end up saying cracker barrel while i will not agree with you i know you'll be honest and you'll put bias aside he's a professional in these food reviews folks mm -hmm. isn't he like a uh, preacher or something something tells me he's not gonna go to illinois i, I don't think the the lord says anything about novelty shops in illinois yeah. It's from the earth. It's from so, the earth. Exactly. God made it. Uh, Texter says, good. also, keep bars open as long as people want to stay. Hey. hey. Really? It, you know, I, I fully agree that even 4 a.m. is kind of a little bogus. Like, it, let, let the business close their business when they want to close their business. If they say, you know what? We're just dead. It's 2 o'clock. We're closing it up. They do that, so let them do it. If they're popping and it's 4.30, I think they should be allowed to keep popping. Do what you want when you're popping. Am I right, Roush? Mm-hmm. You do what you want when you're popping. Texas says, I don't even necessarily disagree with any of Walker's takes, but are we really going to spend our Friday whining the entire show? Let's have some fun. I think the second hour's been a lot of fun. And secondly, it wasn't meant to be whining. I'm just, I, like, for the first time this week, I was like, crap. Please, let's not let this be anything like it was last year. Like, I just want full stadiums. I want everybody to be happy. I want tailgates. it to be tailgates. I don't want yeah. I don't want people to be fighting and arguing and bickering. And I thought we were there, and it wasn't until this week I got nervous about it. But you never know. Things can change quickly, so maybe next week will be better. And, again, we still have a little bit of time. A little bit of time. Yeah. What do we're, we got next? We got this. Maybe Zeus saved the business. I don't understand that reference. Don't either. I got the something about Mary quote. Didn't understand. I don't know if that's a quote. Not sure. <sighs> Scooter is a yes man for a company that won't even give him direct deposit. Tell that corporation to suck it. I actually have direct deposit with both my hotels. The check was for something unrelated to work. Uh oh. Um, oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I Get that guy a job, Justin. Get him a job. I yeah. should. Yeah. Spoiler, Steve Zahn has confirmed. Uh, man, I can't. I don't I don't know what that's all about. It, well, in that White Lotus show, he he goes full frontal and he has a stunt uh, um, package, if you will. Somebody somebody referenced Gus in regards to Ryan Corals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wish Goodness, that's hilarious. Way too inappropriate for...
Gus, big Ryan Corals fan. Oh, well, he he he, uh, he is he, he is he is. Uh, I'll pass that along to Gus Texter. That was hilarious. Such a Gus. Good carpenters don't blame their tools, and new Mike won't fix anything. Yeah, well, suck it, you bad carpenter. Honestly, I, I think that's why Justin lied about it not working. Roush is he's just scared that like if a good if a good proven Mike doesn't work and it's still him just kind of fidgeting around, then where else can he go? No. Nowhere. First of all, nowhere at all. First of all, good carpenters do blame their tools because my dad is a great carpenter, and I have heard him blame his tools his whole life. So, <laughs> oh, that's uh, I, I would think actually a, a good carpenter. I think a bad carpenter would blame their tools too, but nevertheless, here's an idea: bats thirsty Thursday, Walker versus Roush on field knocker balls. No idea what knocker balls. Uh, oh, they, uh, they they do they put the people in those like bubble things on the field oh, and they make them run at each yeah. other. Oh yeah, I'd be totally down to do some knocker balls against Roush. Yeah, and he probably the lower center of gravity too. Low man wins would probably benefit. Low, well. yeah, low, low man, low man wins. Oh, that, that'd be a still, blast. Are, are Thursday Thursdays are those still? Oh thing? yeah, I don't, I think, I don't hear I, them advertised. I think they do dollar yeah. beers every Thursday. I could be wrong about that, but I haven't been to a bats game forever. That'd be a good time too. Totally down mm-hmm. for whatever. Um, we 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 like the KRC listeners, believe it or not. What about a KRC tailgate before the Missouri game? Nothing like kicking off the first big game of the season with the Bros and the Brewskies. I'm at, we I'm have at a gate, KRC I'm at tailgate gate three, and, and we have an open. Yes. Policy. Roush stops by every game, and Roush, we've had KRC listeners pop by. Yeah, yeah, we we talked before the Tennessee game, the the feuding couple. Which, yes, yeah, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it's it's open invite. There's there's always a good crowd there until Gus shows up and just ruins everything. He's the worst. Just bring up, hey, be nice. Just bring your just bring your own beer. I'm sure we'll have food. It's not my food to offer to give away, but it, but we'll, we'll give have, it away. We'll, it's we'll, a yeah, it's a tailgate. Yeah, Nobody's gonna get mad. Yeah. And if you don't have beer, we'll probably have beer for you too. But you know, bring your own cooler, have a little bit of class, and come hang out. Uh, we got cornhole, we got beer dye, we got everything going on there. John here again. Hey, Texer, I don't mind being number three. Wink, wink. It's all good. I just love being a part of the conversation you guys are all great uh, you guys are great all of you and i don't care what others say oh john taking the high yeah. road and that's the great thing about john yeah. he always will a texture says a i didn't stand up guy a texture says i didn't think you skipped text did we skip text well it's text that we can't say on air because oh highly yeah inappropriate. i mean so. obvi- obviously we we couldn't say oh okay it was my brother that sent that in shame on you i hope gus i hope gus hits you right in the kisser johnny that wasn't a very nice text <laughs> to send and then the last one in there needs to be a show based on there needs to be a show based on justin's life sure it wouldn't be that funny it'd be pretty depressing but definitely entertaining pilot episode is him scooting around indiana collecting checks <laughs> You all would watch. I'd definitely watch. No, the the show starts with him just like rolling a foot off the bed onto the floor and just not wanting to get up. (laughs) Oh, and then just opening up his cabinet and like, oh, nothing, no food in here. No, he he, he, (laughs) laughing. He he opens the cabinet and the last of the cereal, uh, iguanas eating. Sparky. Oh, All right. Uh, our call is literally about to end. So thanks, everybody. It was a really fun week. Have a great weekend. You texters. Happy Media best. Day. Happy Media Day. Follow Roush. He'll have all the good stuff. And we will see you all on Monday. Have a good weekend. Be safe. Bye. Go, go.
just walking. 